So now I have had moments where I look in the mirror and I'm like, would you wear that to work? Like right now, if they called you and said, you got to go back to the office, would you go? And I'm like, and then I do that thing with myself. I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. You can do it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Daring myself in the mirror to do it. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't. You You know what? I am so tired of watching women waste so much energy on their looks. I know. Sometimes it feels like it's the only thing that we know how to talk about. You know what we need to do? We need to change the conversation. Because if we could change what women talk about. And the way that women talk to each other and to themselves, that would change their whole mindset. And changing their mindset could shift their energy and all that energy could change the world. All right, so let's do it. Let's give them something else to talk about. Let's do it. Hi, Mary. Good afternoon. I guess it's afternoon. <laughs> How are you? Afternoon. You so, know what time it is? It is time the exact lunch. time. It is the exact time that I'm going to be doing my, did I tell you about this? My unstuck lunch hour. Yes, you did every, tell me about this. When are you doing it? Every, I mean, I've, I've decided it's every third Wednesday of the month now. Okay. And so that, it's next from, week, right? Yes, next week. No, 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 no. Week after next. No, you're right. Next week, the 19th. Okay. You're right. The 19th. Yes. Every Wednesday, every third Wednesday of the month at 1130, which I guess is an early lunch, whatever. I'm going to take my lunch break from work and I'm going to, um, Whoever wants to come can come with a problem, you know, for a creative project. And I'm going to help them get unstuck and get moving on it. And whether it's they have the idea and they just don't know why they can't find time for it or they have a big idea and they can't figure out the first step. You know, I've been there. I'm very, very good at unsticking people. Is that a word? Yes. (laughs) I'm very good at that. And so I'm very excited well, that's good. That's great. That's, I might join that sometimes because you know me, I'm always, I'm the, like I, we talk about is I'm the idea person, yeah. but I don't ever have like the follow through yeah. and how you need to just match me up with the follow through person because. Yeah. Um, that is I, the thing though, a, t- a good team will have a big idea person yeah. and then a lot of little worker bee people. Uh-huh. And, and we, I don't know that as a society we value both and we should because that's what makes the work happen. That's what makes right. things happen. You need both. You need the people who are just big visionary people. And then you need the people who will like get down to the, to the nitty gritty and get it done. But on some level, I think everybody's got to, at the beginning, be a little bit of both, especially when it's a personal project that you don't necessarily have. Yes. A right. For. Right. You know, you need to, you, that can't be your excuse. Oh, I'm a big right. idea right. person. I don't have a team or vice versa. If someone just give me a big idea. No. You, there's an in-between there when it's your personal situation right. that will I agree. lead you to that. But anyway. But now we have to talk about me. Okay. We have yeah. to talk about me because I'm having a bit of a panic. Tell me. Um, let me tell you why. I have a meeting at a, at I'll say work. I'm teaching a class this summer and I have a meeting this afternoon and it is with other human beings in <laughs> person. Okay. <laughs> oh, I yeah. have not left my house I to know. do anything professional I in know. In like three years, because not only is there COVID, Wait, three COVID years? but I haven't, I have taught in the last three years, but I've taught online. Oh, so like I, ta- I and I taught this one really cool class that was online and where I was, um, I was videotaped in front of a blackboard. Right. Oh, I remember so that. it was yeah. my whole body. But in that case, 
I had to wear the exact same outfit every single day because there's going to be all kinds of editing and merging. And they didn't want me to like be in the beginning of a theorem wearing one thing and at the end wearing something else. So, so that was easy. And then the COVID hits and no one's seen any, I could be naked. I guess you could see, right? Like you have no idea what I'm wearing. And I could, you know, but so I'm going to have to go in person and I don't know what to wear. And I've, I, uh, I, I don't know what to wear and I'm stressed out about what I'm going to wear. And I guarantee that, um, whatever I do pick, I'm going to regret it about halfway on my drive. I mean, it's stupid, right? I could just show, I could, I could wear what I'm wearing right now. and Probably no one would notice. Right. But I, it's just, I haven't faced the clothing choice issue in so long and it's freaking me out. And why can't we just have uniforms in this country? Uniform. You're like, I just want, I want a uniform. school girl uniform. I, I want, want, I think you'll be a doctor and then you can wear scrubs all the time. Yes. I had a student, uh, he was a graduate student in philosophy and he had to take some calculus class for some reason. And he, um, believed kind of on our vein that people spend a lot of time on things that don't do anything. So he had an entire wardrobe. He had the, he, he bought the exact same color T-shirt. They were all a, like a light heathered gray T-shirt and all dark gray pants. And mm. he had like 10 of each. So he's like, I never have to think about what I'm going to wear in the morning. Yeah. And mm. I said, yeah, but you, you kind of look like you're always a janitor or something. I mean, you <laughs> never, I mean, yeah. don't you want to express yourself sometimes? Or do you know how sometimes you put on the right outfit? You mm-hmm. feel a little bit better. And when you know oh, you yeah. look good, right? So, I mean, so, so this is- And there's, a, there's something about us, like we are meant to express who we are visually in some way. Like some people do it in their house, you know? Yes. You know, and right. some people right. do it in their jewelry, you know? And some people do it in their clothes. Or some people garden. do it in, yeah, in their garden. Some people do it in their hair. And some people do it in, in all the ways. And I just think- that's important to acknowledge that there's something in us that cannot be denied in that respect that we need to, some people do it in their makeup. You know, they get very dramatic with yeah, the makeup yeah, yeah, and yeah. things. And I, so I think it's good. It's just that you want to always decide how much energy that deserves. It should have some, but everybody's varying. So your friend, he was into the slack pajama janitor look and he didn't need any, like, I don't know. He didn't need any or when they say Steve Jobs always wore the black turtleneck, the blue jeans, because he, and there's an argument there, right? You're like, is the reason I haven't come up with the next iPhone because I didn't dismiss my wardrobe because I spend any time on that. You know, I kind of like the idea of this is what I have done in my wardrobe, giving it initial energy. And agreeing that there's going to be a stopping point to that conversation and then letting myself enjoy the decisions I made already for a long period of time before I'm going to introduce new information, yeah. you know, new yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. And why would I bring new energy? I might bring in new energy because my body has completely changed. Like now, after having a baby, there needs to be some new energy just to say those clothes don't fit. Are they going to fit? If they're not ever going to fit, then we need to bring new clothes into it. But again, before I even start that, I'm going to say, okay, we're, we're going to get into that conversation, but when's it going to end? I need to know that it's going to end soon. Cause what I don't like personally is to have a brand new conversation on the subject of clothing every morning. 
That's what I used to do. And it got me nowhere. It made me very right. miserable. So right. now it's more like I have this small cultivate, cultivated wardrobe and jewelry, you know, whatever. And I, yes, I sort of pick and choose, but the, but the, but the grouping is so small that that picking and choosing is a five minute conversation. So there is still like, a, Oh yeah, those earrings instead of those, but we're talking about two pairs, you know, three pairs total that we're choosing from. We're not going into this jewelry store in my closet where we're like, you know, whatever. But you know what you know what you made me think of. So you said a couple of things that I wanted to follow up on. Number one, perhaps my struggle this afternoon with having to see people in public is what do I want to express in my clothes? Yes. What do I want them to see? So what has changed since the last time you were expressing yourself in that way? Right. So before, when I was at work, I had a um, okay. So. This is like a, I'm going to make myself very laid bare and vulnerable when I say this. When you I, were, let me just clarify for all this. You mean when you were full-time working? When I was full-time working, okay. right. When I, actually, when I first started teaching in 1982, and I was quite young, uh, and I started teaching at a university level, I made a decision. Like, I actually made a decision that I did not want to look like every other woman math teacher out there, right? Like, the, okay. the woman math teacher of my generation was didn't wear makeup, didn't, do, didn't fuss with how they looked. They wore sort of mannish, neutral clothing, right? So, this was back when women in the workplace were trying to, you know, we had shoulder pads, so we looked like men's yeah. stuff. Um, and they had typically short hair and they were just, they weren't like me at all. And the first time I saw a woman math professor who I could like her, she had, I, I remember the minute I saw her, I can still remember it. Cause she was, she went walking across this courtyard that I was sitting in. And I'd never seen her before. And she had long flowing, like Janis Joplin style hair and a big, like huge sort of hippie skirt and something on her was jingling when she walked and she had on makeup and she alone was just sort of a little bit of a unicorn back in those days. She walked by and I'm like, who is that? And they said, that's the new math professor. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> We don't have to cut our hair short and stop wearing makeup and wear corduroy pants with loafers. We can look like that. She and gave I was permission. She did. The the point that I'm making is okay. So first of all, at that point, I thought I actually made this decision. Like, I want to do that for other young women out there. I want them to see somebody who who's setting a different standard, right? So I made a point of not of really trying to not look plain and nerdy and academic, right? Mm -hmm. So I would try to, you know, wear slightly fashionable clothes and wear shoes with a heel sometimes, do my hair, wear makeup, wear jewelry, just so they could see this is, also, this is also an option. But the other thing is how much information, it was literally life-changing for me when that woman walked across the courtyard because of what she was wearing, the, what the clothes and the, it's a hairstyle, but the clothes that she chose to wear communicated so much more than you could imagine. It literally yeah. altered the course of my life when I saw that, oh, you, cause you know, what you wear indicates so much about your lifestyle, right? You know, the Lululemon moms who never get out of their tennis clothes, right? You just, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yep. One time they're in the grocery store with their tank tops and their, their spandex all the time. You're thinking, okay, you don't have a job because you're always wearing capri workout pants and tennis shoes yeah. everywhere you go, right? I, mm -hmm. What do your clothes say about you? 
What are you wearing right now? Tell me what you're wearing. I'm wearing gray leggings. You can't uh-huh. see. I'm standing up and you still can't see I me. I can see you. Yeah, I can see your top. You have a. I'm just stand up on a, a chair. Blue gray. It looks. <laughs> <so good. laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I tried to stand up on a reclining chair. That wasn't working. Okay, I'm wearing. I'm wearing gray leggings and a gray and blackish meshed shirt. Now the shirt is a maternity shirt. Uh huh. So yes. when I was pregnant both times. I didn't get belly pregnant until the very end. I basically, you know, my body type is that most of my weight starts on the bottom, Uh the thighs, the butt and everything. And then I do get a lot of weight in my upper arm, Uh but the middle kinds of stay small. Relatively speaking, people, I'm still a large body person, but you know what I mean? In proportions, that's where the stuff goes. And so when I got pregnant, that just expanded. That's the the body type kind of stayed the same. And then the stomach, which is usually my smaller area, it obviously it got bigger because I got a baby, but the big pop out of the whole thing didn't really happen until like the last two months of the pregnancy. Wow. It was crazy. So I, I say all that to say, I really didn't get maternity clothes until the last of the last trimester. And at the very end, and, and I got away with it also because I was a winter baby, a winter pregnancy. Right. So I didn't have a whole bunch of summer sweating, heating, that kind of thing. I didn't have it at all, actually. So at the very end, I grabbed three maternity shirts just to cover the, the rising belly situation. I literally was popping out of the shirt from that perspective. But the pants kind of, I mean, and again, because my thighs have always been larger, my the type of pants I wore, even pre-COVID, were more of a stretchier nature. So I think I kind of just like... <laughs> I probably just stretched them a little bit more and kind of ran. I mean, I gained weight. I gained like 30, 30 pounds when I got pregnant. I didn't like, it was, it was, you know, a lot, but, um, so now what I'm doing is I'm, I've lost some of the weight. I'm trying to get your money's worth out of your maternity clothes, right? Sure. I guess when I, when I went back to work, my sister was the one. It's so funny. I just want everyone to know you can free some other woman with the simplest words. Like, just like you said, that woman gave you permission just by walking past you and someone saying that's a math teacher. My sister said one thing, which was, you know, you can wear maternity clothes after, after you're, when you're you're not pregnant. And it just, the light bulb was like, Oh, right. Cause a, who's going to, who's going to know B who's going to even if you're asking me about that, like, who are you? Like, why is that even a question? Like no one, you know, it's not even a question. It's just like, as soon as she said that it freed me, and why, why would I not feel free? Because this right. is, we have a society that says bullshit, like body back, you know, that kind of nonsense. Right. We have the body right. back society. So as soon as she said that, I was just like, right, right. I can do that. And so now I'm still breastfeeding. So however much, I'm not even going to say, I, I, I talk tentatively because I'm not asking my body to go back to anything. I'm just ask. I'm just trying to see what it wants to do. Right. Right. I believe it's going to get a little smaller but I'm not forcing it, if that makes any sense. And so my thought is when I finish breastfeeding, my breasts will go down. So I don't want to invest in initially right now. I don't want to invest in very nice, larger bras. Right. And I also don't want to go buying bigger shirts yet. So I have these shirts that are, I have a three summer shirts and three of these that you're looking at, which are kind of sweatshirty sweater material, but for colder weather. I have worn these to work though. I just, the thing I haven't worn to work that I wear during the pandemic is all these leggings, right? I had these stretchier pants 
but they uh-huh. were still, they still would not have been classified as leggings. And I, but I haven't, I'd never like full out wore leggings to work. I may though. Now <laughs> I don't know how far I'm going to reach into changing that. I was never, but I always thankfully had less corporate, corporate jobs. I've been in corporate America, but the nature of where I work always was a little more relaxed with, with the exception of one job in between. And so lately, and I, and I'm in the same job now. And so lately, like, so I could, I could push this button a little bit and I plan to, I plan to push the button a little bit, but the pandemic took me, I was already in a minimalist wardrobe before. Um, I do this, I, six years ago, seven years ago, I started, I started doing this thing called project three, three, three. And it's, it's, it's run by this woman, Courtney Carver. And you basically have 33 items. You make a decision to own 33 items for, for, for three months. And then you, so you would pack up all your clothes and only, only leave out 33 items for spring. And then when summer hit, you would box that up. It included shoes and. It included, it included shoes and jewelry. It did not include underwear or workout clothes, but like, like you just said about that Lululemon woman, she would have to include her stuff. It would only right. be, I, I have a pair of shorts and a t-shirt that I'm going to sweat like a hog in, in the gym. You don't have to include that. Okay. And you don't have to include legit pajamas. I wear them in the bed, but you can't be wearing, like I'm wearing right now leggings every day. They would have to count because I'm wearing them all the time. Right. Right. I so see. it's all clothing, all shoes and all jewelry, 33 individual items like that. I think, you know, and then you box it up in the next three months, you wear something else. I changed it because where I live to me, spring and summer go together and fall and winter go together. And so I basically did like 66 items for a whole six months. Right. And then was, so I only switched twice, but the beauty of boxing things away and having this open airy closet and then having only a few things to, to try to, to, to choose from, it just made my life simpler. It gave me all kinds of energy and clarity in the mind to do other things. I had, I no longer had a depressing I used to have a depressing battle in the morning where I would throw everything around and curse my way through stuff, look and try things on and talk about myself in these awful ways and say, why didn't nothing fit? And I'm terrible. And I had to go run around the block. And then when I finished all that nonsense, I'd be late for work. I'd put this on. I'd be pissed and never like what I wanted. Where? And here's the key. I also was always choosing the same thing over and over. So all that nonsense was never to come up with something new. And there would be all these outfits of like some stuff still had tags on them, whether it was because I thought I was going to lose weight and be able to fit it or didn't want to admit that I was that big and all this kind of stuff, different colors that didn't make any sense, whatever. But it was called Project 333. And I, I joked with the person who's in charge of it, um, who, who started it about how or did she? Joke? I don't know. She might have made the joke, actually. I think she did, actually. But it was about how the pandemic turned it into like project three <laughs> from 33 <laughs> because I, I don't want to be gross. I don't want the audience to think I don't bathe myself or whatever I do. I bathe myself. I do sweat. I still do stuff, but there's something about not going into an office with a bunch of people around that makes me say like, do I got to change outfits completely every day? I don't think so. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. You don't have to No, I, I mean, have I- to, I'm like this, this shirt. And, and then I guess, because I'm in baby land, if a baby or a child didn't spit up on me or throw something on me and splash me and stain me, that shirt's kind of still good. If I didn't sweat in it, I'm just kind of like, I think I can wear this shirt again tomorrow. So well, it can it, smell you, right? Right. I was like, this shirt still smells like nice. I don't really know what the problem. Right. I don't know what the problem is. And, and again, I think like you just said, there's nobody around to judge those things in a, in a deeper level. 
You know, one of the things that uh, COVID and working at home every, that everyone's talked about is how yeah. you know everyone's in sweatpants and t-shirts all the time now because no one can yeah. really see them. So it's kind of funny how if that's what we all want to do, why don't we just agree to it? it? Like, can we all just like agree that we can just wear sweatpants and t-shirts yeah. to work? Yeah, it's like because like, everybody's would, doing it now. Does anybody want to wear a tie and a suit? Maybe, probably some Maybe. people. Do. Some people do. Some people do. I went to Vegas with a friend of mine, and. We, it was, we had this in this moment where we were getting ready to go on the strip. That's what they call the long, yeah. the whole long thing, right? And we're all dressed up. <laughs> and we put on these heels. And let me just say, first of all, heels for us, both of us, was not Sex in the City four-inch heels. It's just raised up from the ground, right? A little bit. <laughs> and in fact, mine might even have been wedges or something. So we're, we've got these shoes on. And she, one of us says something like, you know... When we were driving by, a lot of people had on like flip flops or something. <laughs> you know, another person's like, I mean, I brought some. And then, and then and then the other one's like, I mean, I'll wear them if you're gonna wear them. I mean, I could wear them. I mean, I don't care. I don't need these heels. I mean, if you wanna do it, we can do it. <laughs> and all we needed to do was agree that we and so we flipped, we changed our shoes. And it was not only was it great, it would have been the most asinine thing to have put on those heels because you walk so much. It would have ruined the night. We wouldn't right. have made it. We'd have been crying barefoot down the street like homeless people or something <laughs> if we had kept those damn heels on. But we needed to like give each other permission. So I agree with you. If we like as a group of corporate America would just say we're done with it and just right. wear whatever you want is comfortable, but no one's going to do it. No one's going to do it. We're just going to, I think the super corporate suit people might get a, might, come down a little bit, a little they'll, bit they'll yeah, join right, us right. And be, and, which is great for them but I don't know I'm gonna see but I do think I so now I have had moments where I look in the mirror and I'm like would you wear that to work like right now if they called you and said you gotta go back to the office would you go and I'm like and I do that thing with myself I'm like I'll do it I'll do it you can do it I'm <laughs> <laughs> daring myself in the mirror to do it and I'm like no you wouldn't you but I have layer. it depends I have layers of things in my wardrobe that I could you know but but COVID has, yes, COVID has made me e care even less. And, it, you know, COVID has also, like you just said, what do I want to express now? You said that like 15 minutes ago. Right, into this right. thing. And, I, and I think that here's what I want to say. Have you noticed this? This is my theory. I think that we go through fuck it phases, which means mm. before we are going to settle into what our new season is, we, when we are rejecting the old thing, we have a season of fuck it and fuck it is not where we're going to land. So with dieting, right after years and years of the diet club and all of that nonsense, in order to leave it, I had to have a big old fuck it. For me, it was like a fuck it three years. <laughs> yeah, and, right. and the first fucking year, actually, the eating looked insane because it was me saying yes to all the foods that I had said no to. OK, but then after a while, it was like, OK, but actually certain things I was like, no, that actually made me feel ill. You know what I mean? Or that I, I, my taste was have changed. I don't I wish I liked that, but I really just don't. Right. And so then you get to now where I've settled into a, a new type of relationship with food that's neither the strictness right, right, nor or the, the fuck, fuck it. it. Right. It's right. You know, and I think that happens in everything like my hair. Right. I went from straight straightening it chemically to to not straightening it. And then in 2020, it was like, 
well, I ain't got to go nowhere. Fuck it. You know what I mean? And then towards the end of 2020, it was like, okay, but no, seriously, like, what do you want it to look like? Cause you don't want to just literally walk out the shower and you can, but that's not, I knew that's not what I wanted to do. And so now I'm trying to figure out what I want it to look like. But so I think everyone, I just want to give that permission to anyone who's listening, who needs the permission. You can have a fuck it season and know in the back of your mind that that's not where you're going to land. You're free to just just to just to disassociate yourself from the rules that, that you felt confined by and free yourself and just live in free land for a while, as long as you want. And then say, OK, but what do I really want? And what I what you really want may look more conf- more confined than it, than the fuck it face. And that's OK. Or it may not. It doesn't matter. And so, yeah, I am now going to have now I am going to spend a little more time like you're about to do, too, and say after covid what does my wardrobe want to look like again? It is going to look a little different than that capsule wardrobe I had pre-COVID. Because yeah, yeah, even right, though it right. was a small capsule wardrobe, it had some comp- some confinements I'm, I don't want anymore. You know, there's, did you know that there is a, I don't know the name of it, but there is a line of clothing that came out that is designed to look like formal wear. Yes. But, but be fully relaxed and casual like lounge wear. It's like sweat. It feels like a sweatsuit, but looks like a, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they do that. I haven't tried it on, but apparently it just, it, it, it really, yeah, right? yeah, it's brilliant. So maybe I'll look, look into that. I don't know. But, um, I mean, I haven't even, it's bad. It's Mary is bad. I haven't even really had to wear real shoes that often. Anyway. <laughs> like, I, I mean, no, it's the shoes that the shoes are the thing for me is huh. I, because when you go outside, you got like your running shoes or your garden shoes, right? right. Like I have outdoor shoes on. I, yeah, I have on a pair of boots and my running shoes in the house. My, like, work shoe boots and my work, you know, shoe shoes. I don't. I haven't worn those in a year. Uh, I, I, it's it's. Um, I heard this uh, thing in the radio yesterday about people who are trend predictors mm. and how they, and I didn't, it was kind of fascinating that clothing stores hire these trend yeah. predictors to tell them what to buy for two years. Yeah, they, ahead. I know about this. And, yeah. and so they're saying how, what, how, how will our clothing change two years from now based on what we're going through now with COVID Yeah, and how, um, they're they're predicting that two years from now, based on the mood of the country right now, we're going to be they assume we'll be coming out of all these lockdowns and we're going to want it's going to be a combination of I forget what they said now, but it was a funny thing. It was like a combination of freedom and numbness. We're going to be numb. I think they said, and the colors that go with those emotions. So we're going to be wearing charcoal gray and lime green or some crazy combination <laughs> like that. But because the, the person was saying how if you shop at Anthropology and then you go to Loft and then you go to all these different stores, all these, you know, the big the, at, at, for any season, all their clothes are the same color yeah. Right. The same palettes like yeah. this season. I, get, I think the show I listened to is from this year. I don't know. But they're saying, well, the, whenever that show is made, that the big color is pink, every shade of pink, shell pink, light pink, beige pink, magenta pink, every kind of pink. Everything's pink and everything was eyelet. I haven't been shopping in so long. They could be telling me that what people are wearing right now is saran wrap. And I'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so but like, you know, and that and that eventually this was amazing. Event, like the woman that was doing the interview said she doesn't like pink. She said, I don't like it. It doesn't look yeah. good on me and I don't like it and I don't want to look at it. And then by the time they got to like their 10th store, 
she was starting to like it. And she says, your eyes learn to like whatever you see the most. And that, you know, and she was talking about the first time you see a new fashion trend, you don't really like it. Like I can remember when the high low, you know, the high low skirts came mm-hmm. in. Oh, you the, about that. Right. And like it. I was like, what is that? <laughs> you're like, that ridiculous. is ridiculous. <laughs> it looks like you're wearing like a, a train on a wedding gown with your skirt. Right. Or, you know, now that the high waisted jeans are coming back in, it's like that looks ridiculous. That looks like, you're like that's the mom right? jean. That's the mom jean or what I what we were wearing in the well, not in the seventies. When who was wearing that anyway? Um, but then you see it enough, and you start to get used to it, and then you start to like it, and then you want it. And you're wearing pink when you never thought you're wearing pink high waisted jeans, and you never thought you would do that. I had, I had no idea how <laughs> high waisted jeans, right? I don't know, is that a thing? But I never realized how much we're being manipulated. Yes, I mean, I really didn't. I didn't. I realize- mean, you are screaming about the beauty blocks right now. That's what happens if we're not aware. And, and, and that's the thing about the, the, like the fashion industry, by the time it trickles down to all of us, we're not talking about the runway people. We're talking about how, what, by the time it gets into your anthropology or loft, banana Republic, whatever, you're right. If you go, and this is what's fun, do this. If you have any shopping area that's around you that, um, has like the, I'm talking about like not an indoor mall, but has the open store windows that you can drive around and look. If you go into one of those places, don't go in, but just drive around. Then you'll see what Mary is talking about. We're like, Oh, the colors all of a sudden look the same. Why? Because they all decided this season is mint green and this season is Capri pants. And this season is, you know, whatever. But then we are manipulated into thinking that it's our choice. And then we go into you know, it was our choice to go into an Republican and it was her choice to go into anthropology. But y'all come out with like similar same stuff because it's all one beauty standard, one style for the season or whatever. And then we're all walking around like clones of the same thing or something like that. And so you're just yeah, you're just bringing up a really great point of like if you're not staying aware and more importantly, this is why I say get out of the conversation Make your own choices about what fashion, whatever you're going to do for more for your season. When I say your season, I don't mean this spring and this summer. I mean, for a few years, you know what I mean? Like you're done having the fashion conversation for now. So like you just said, you know, either you didn't know what they could be wearing cellophane or whatever. I feel right, the same right. way. And I, 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 I enjoy feeling the same way. Like that's where I want to, I want to tap out. I want to decide for myself what I like, look in the mirror, make a choice, and then purposefully, intentionally tap out of the conversation for a few years and only come back into it because my clothes have worn out or my body has changed or my job has changed. Something significant has to change for me to want to reenter that conversation. But to always be in that conversation, unless I'm in the fashion industry professionally. Right, right. I don't see the point of it. And I don't think it it doesn't take away from expressing yourself and adorning yourself and whatever, you know, like. I recently started looking at jewelry on Etsy Uh because I was like, there's all these beautiful local artisans in different areas putting their work out. And who says I have to buy my earrings from Kohl's in the front of the thing? You know what I mean? I can get, I can go and find, I can think about things that are important to me right now and then see who's designing something that resembles that. And I came up with so many fantastic things. I never even, it was just amazing what I found. And I was so excited about it. And that's the where I want to have. The, so that's where I want to have the jewelry conversation because I know it's going to be original. It's going to have a story behind it and it's going to match my story. It's like where the artist story meets my story. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean I'm going to spend a lot of money and have 500. I'm still going to get one or two things, 
to add to my little art, my little jewelry collection, but it's going to be real personal to me. And so there's going to be a conversation with an end point. Right. But then I'll have a new conversation anytime someone asks me about them when I'm wearing them. You know what I mean? And that'll be fun. And so, and then I'll express myself, but um, yeah, it's going to be real. And I just hope, this is what I hope. I hope that the pandemic allows more people to feel free to think about it the way we've discussed it today. Like think about that. You have more choice than you thought you had. Think about it. Like people at work are thinking about what you're wearing way less than you thought they were. Like one of the biggest lies is that everybody's going to notice that you're wearing the same thing over and over. No, they don't. I had, I wish I could show this the audience. I have this dress. It is from a maternity place, but I kept wearing it. And and for me, actually, it's funny. I didn't wear it during maternity. It was a summer dress and I was not pregnant in the summer. But after when I had after I had the baby, my my maternity leave clothing needed to be bigger. Right. Because you you have a baby. You don't lose all. At least I don't lose all that weight. Just lose the belly. Anyway, I bought this dress. It comes apart easily to breastfeed on the top. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's beautiful. Like if I ever lost a lot of weight, I would want to go get it taken in and keep it. I love it. But it is hot pink, purple and white, like meshed print color all over busy. Uh This thing is noticeable as hell. Okay, And yet every time I wear it to work, which is like once or every other week, because I like three different dresses that I rotated every week, you know, once a week with other clothes. I mean, I'm just saying I would have a dress day or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And this, all the dresses had patterns. They were very obvious. And I didn't like change the look of them at all. Just the solid dress, sandals, whatever. It was easy. Every single time I would get compliments. And the compliments would be so new. They'd be like, oh my God, I oh. love that dress. Is it new? Oh, that you look so fantastic in that. Wow, I've never seen that before. Yes, you did. You actually saw it five Fridays ago. Like yeah. the, <laughs> la- the last five Fridays you've seen it. Every single right, time. Right. But they don't notice because A, they have a life. And you're not the center of their universe. B, they're worried about the same thing you're worried about for themselves that you are going to notice that they didn't wear whatever. You know, right, like right. every thought we have about ourselves, you got to real about how other people are judging us. You got to realize that the person next to you, especially women, have the same thoughts. And so that that math doesn't add up. If she is having the same internal dialogue as you about whether or not other people are worried about her, it means she can't be worried about you. There's only so much time in the day for each of you. Right. But so I she can. So the bottom line is no one is thinking about you as much as you think. And if you would just let that go, you would free yourself to do whatever you want, including wear the same dress over and over and over instead of having six dresses. Because there's so many people I've, I've listened to say that the reason they have so many clothes is because they can't be repeating at work all the time. And I'm here to say that's not true. Even in the most corporate of corporate places, again, unless you're in a devil wears Prada situation, Right. which most people are not even in a high corporate place. You can get, you can wear the same suit. No one's going to care. They're not going to notice. They are not going to notice. Well, I certainly men wear, I, I, I don't even know. Are men wearing the same suit every day or they, do they have a closet full of suits that look the same? You, you know, know, a dark I, I don't suit know. and a white, I don't know. I don't know what I don't goes know what on men there. do. I don't know. I don't you. know what men do. I don't, <laughs> I'm not married to a man who wears a suit to work. My, uh, I mean, I, I've seen, they, they, I mean, I've, yeah, they, they so do. Me, they, let me they tell you can. about clothes. Well, let me tell you about clothes, tell okay? Me about clothes. Let me tell you. So I have okay, so I'd like to have I have an aside that I'd like to say because I think it's important. Yes. Um, that people are all about diversity, right? In the workplace, in everything. There a lot of people I know are really big about diversity, but they're Wait, not What do you mean? Like racial diversity? 
any kind of diversity is a big word now. Like we need that. Oh, okay. That they want to be more diverse in their workforce. In their workplace. So our neighborhood needs to be, the school needs to be diverse. Everything. It's It's a buzzword now. Right. It's It's a a word that like people worry about like, well, how diverse is that place? Most people do not want diversity in their friend group. So one of the things about me that people always mention is that like, you have such a diverse friend group because I have, friends like you, for example, who are the, the, the ways in which we're different are so much more than the ways in which we're similar, right? You're younger, you're, oh, I mean, but, da, 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 da. but I have this other friend who's very unlike me in that she has never really worked since she got married. Mm-hmm. Um, she chose to be a stay-at-home mom. And then even after her kids were out of the house, she just busied herself with um, making her house beautiful and perfect. And yeah. uh, she, so, so for example, her daughter is getting married in uh, June, this June mm-hmm. in Colorado. She's getting married in a very natural setting, a sort of outdoor rustic Colorado wedding, right? Pretty. And um, so my friend started trying to find her mother of the bride dress probably eight months ago. And her eight months ago, she started having dresses shipped over from England and she had to return them all because she didn't like the way they looked. She has, every time I talk to her, it's an update on the dress. She still hasn't found the dress. She's probably bought and returned. We're up to like 30 dresses now. And the other thing that kills me is she bought a dress from anthropology that she really, really liked. She thought she found the dress. So then to go with that dress, she bought, and I'm not exaggerating this, I know this is a fact, 15 pairs of earrings so that she could go home and see how the earrings looked with the dress, with the shoes, the whole thing. This has been her sole project for the last eight months wow. to find the perfect dress for her daughter's wedding. Now she the could fun- start a whole new show called Say Yes to the Mother's Dress. <laughs> she could. That's a great idea. I'm going to tell her you said that. And, she, and but what's what, what I find is interesting about that. I mean, she loves clothes and she's the sort of person who has a pair of earrings for every outfit. Every single outfit has its own pair of earrings that goes with it. But nothing she buys is expensive, right? Like she wears plastic earrings from Target if they're the right Target earring that she wants for the outfit. But so what I find so interesting about this, this is who she is. She loves fashion. She loves color. She loves texture. She's having fun buying and returning all these dresses. She makes it sound stressful, but she wouldn't be doing it if she didn't think it was fun, right? So uh, you probably think, what about the, her daughter's, what her daughter's wearing, right? Like if she's putting as much energy into what her daughter's wearing, it's her daughter's wedding, right? Mm-hmm. You know, typically the mother of the bride, and then you'll know why in a second, I'm hesitating when I say that. The mother of the bride, there's a lot going into wedding gowns, right? Yep. So her daughter, her daughter's getting married to a woman. Her mm-hmm. daughter is wearing a man's suit. Okay. She doesn't want to wear a dress, right? Yeah. So I feel as if my friend is actually just sort of living out her own. I can't. Oh, interesting. She's making up for the energy she would have put towards say yes to the dress. Right. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if she is doing that. Yeah. It's like, also like, are you like, you're not, people should not be paying that much attention to you at the wedding. It should be about your daughter and woman she's getting married to. But I will say this. You can you can complicate 
and simplify. You can complicate as right. much as you want. So right. this, the, the, the daughter, the one, cause I'd say, I don't know if the other woman in the, is wearing a dress or not, sure. but the one, yeah. Yeah. the one who chose to wear a suit, mm-hmm. that does not mean she couldn't have spent eight months picking that suit out in the details. I mean, she could have said she could have had different vests and shirt combos and lapel situations. Right. And, and you know, they don't make, they, they don't make suits like that for women. So she's had to buy, you yeah, know, so she, she had, had to go through this whole she process. Yeah, she could have done the whole 15 pair of earring thing and yep. the shoe thing and the jewelry and the hair. I mean, and she might be, we don't know, but I, I do think it's very interesting when you said that, like, is her mother like, trying to put that like energy somewhere else. And, and instead of, you know what I mean? We do want to do that, right? We have to realize that energy is neither created nor destroyed. It is just right, simply transferred right, from one place to right. another. So the question is, are you going to transfer it to another beauty block? Or are you going to transfer it to something else? Not that this was her beauty block. Cause like you said, if she is truly enjoying herself, then I think she is, I think she's enjoying herself, but I, this is the same friend we've talked about her in the past. Mm-hmm. I wonder like at some point she, Learn. She had to learn that making herself look pretty made her yeah. feel good, right? Maybe. And she's one. She's one of the smartest, funniest, most well-read people I've ever met in my life. Which is why yeah. we're our friendship. Why your friends? Yeah, right. That's why I survived so many years. Because you know, she wants to talk about. She wants to talk about latest fashions, how to decorate your house, pops of color here, and and you know all these things that I don't even have the vocabulary for. But <laughs> she's interesting and she's fun. And I sometimes think, I mean, if you took every minute she has spent trying to buy this dress mm-hmm. and you channeled that into something, mm-hmm. another creative outlet that was maybe yeah had a little broader appeal to people. Like she could write a book. She could, I mean, but it's that, it feels very judgy of me to say that that's how somebody else should spend their time. She should right. Be do, right? And that's right. right. Yeah, you know, you're right. I, I struggle with that too in my work with Anonymous Souls because I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm waiting for you to tell me right. you're tired right. and that you don't want to do this, but you feel like you have to. That's the piece that I disagree with. And I think we can change. If you are telling me that you're completely happy with it and you like spending your time with that, then God bless. But if you are telling me there's that you don't want to do this, but you feel like you have to, that's where the beauty block is. And that's where you deserve better because you just said a thing. You were like, she feels pretty. I don't not think I'm not, wait, I'm I'm saying double negatives. I like to feel pretty too. Right. And I do things to make myself feel pretty, but my definition of pretty is no longer being held hostage by society's definition of pretty. I don't tell myself that I'm pretty because I look as similar to what the the YouTube told me I should try to get right. 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 I look pretty because I made some shit up that made me feel happy, period. I looked in the mirror and I said, what if I do this? Oh, I like that. And I didn't go look for permission to like it. That's where the evolution happens. That's where we've broken down the barriers and we say beauty is the way I define it today. And I get okay, to define so it. Okay, so tell me tomorrow, this. You know? Yeah, tell me this. What, tell me an outfit. Not, not a specific outfit necessarily, yeah. but um, like what do you wear that you feel the most you and the happiest and the most comfortable and you, you're really proud of the way you look? What, it, like, is it a dress? Is it pants? Is it workout clothes? Right, right, what is right. it? Okay. I would say, I would say that, that dress I was just talking about, and I'll tell you why. Number one, it, it, it violates rules. I was taught 
about what I can and can't wear because uh-huh. of my body type. So like I'm short. And for whatever reason, I was told I couldn't wear maxi dresses because you had to be super tall and lean to pull those off. Like right, you just, right. this just shortens you and widens you. And that's wrong. Right. Also just the color and pattern. It's just so bright. And it's like, you, you, you should, you should really like tone that down type of a thing. You know what I mean? And then I was always told like to try to like accentuate the smaller part of me uh-huh. So that A, you would know like I had a, a big small belt part. around your waist or something. Yeah. So that A, you would know I had a smaller part and B, maybe you wouldn't look at <laughs> yeah, seriously. And that B, you wouldn't look at the other part that was larger. And so this dress doesn't do that. It, it I guess it. Yeah, it doesn't do that because it kind of goes it kind of goes in under the boobs, not so much the waist. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a maxi yeah. dress. It goes under the boobs and then it comes out before the waist goes, you know, so it's it could, an empire you know, waisted dress. There you go. That's the word. See, I don't know the words either, Mary Beck. Yeah, I, don't I, mean, <laughs> I just learned that because my friend told me that the what they dress you wanted, it had to be empire waisted. There you go. And so I had to look it up. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that probably is like one of the, and I feel really pretty in it and it's, I feel very un confined and like I'll wear a pair of really thin shorts under just for the chafing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I won't wear a girdle or anything, you know what I mean? And which I would be told to do that because you shouldn't wobble or whatever. Um, so, so I feel very pretty in it and I feel very, uh, defiant in it, which defiance is, makes me feel beautiful too, by the way. Like I feel beautiful in strength because I'm being defiant, not in a fuck it way, but in a, I know I really want this. And so I'm going to do it, even though you told me not to not in a, I'm not going to do it just because you told me I could. Right. 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 So that, that would say that would be my dress. Yeah. That would be the thing. And also I have another dress that I just love because it's my signature color, which is purple. It's purple. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, it actually, I guess, could sort of fit the rules, if you will. It's not as, it doesn't do the thing the other one does, but the color is just, it's solidly purple and it's just the, most purple, purple, right? It's not, right. it's not lilac or plum. It's just purple, purple, purple. And, <laughs> and I love it, love it, love it. So that too, because of that, but that, yeah, that would be my answer. You know, you know it, when I was traveling with the, the, the friend of mine, the, uh, the wedding dress seeking friend of mine, and we did some, we talked about clothes cause that's, that's something she likes to talk about. And, yeah. um, she, she, she does have all these rules like, well, you're too short to wear that. You can't wear that because oh. you're short. And I, and I kept saying to her, I actually, I can wear it. I can, like, I can. I'm not going to get arrested. Like it. You, you, yeah, like it, you wouldn't want to wear it if you were me, right? right. Like somebody, your height, or apparently I am, I'm either short-waisted or long-waisted. I don't know which one, but I'm some kind of wasted. Short-waisted um, is bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to... No, I'm saying short-waisted. They say, they, the, 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 you know, the irreverent, they, right. they say short-waisted is bad. Short-waisted means... I mean, I'm kind of short. Even though my waist is whatever, like I'm short-waisted because short-waisted means we're short and there's just not a lot of room to go there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how you couldn't be short-waisted if you're short. I know how you can be tall and short-waisted, but I think if you're short, you have to be short-waisted. You don't have enough body to not be. Like, Okay, so I just looked it up, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and it says you are uh, short-waisted means you have a relatively short torso in relation to your leg length. Yeah. So... I feel like I'm totally in proportion to my, I mean, I have short legs and a short body. I'm you know a short who the person. opposite of that is, is Michael huh. Phelps. So Michael Phelps was the first one to, for me to know that you could be tall and not have long legs. 
because he is. Oh, he like, doesn't have long legs. No, he's six three. Uh huh. But all of that, all of that height is on his is from is down is his torso. It's from his head down to his torso. If you actually took his legs, he said the legs of a short person, a really short person. Really? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I know that sounds like he looks crazy. He doesn't he look does. crazy. It would look like he look crazy. He doesn't look crazy, but but it, it, he has very long torso to make up that height and very short legs. Versus you could have very long legs and like like from your chest to your waist, just you know really yeah. compact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, so that's what you're like, saying. So there's so a lot for of a woman. Stuff. They just saying they wanted to all be elongated and and thin and like willowy or whatever. And so if you're short waist, it's like you know really like to the point, I guess. Yeah. So she was this sounds, it just, this all all these rules and what I kept telling she would say, you know, short waisted people can't wear this. Yeah. I'm like, and I kept correcting her every time. I'd correct her. I say, yeah. I can wear it. I mean, the like word "can" means can, I'm not physically able. Right. Like I, I can could, I can on. physically put myself in it. You and won't it, like it, or you think it's not appropriate. You don't think it's pretty. Right. But that doesn't mean I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. You're not yeah. going to throw me in jail if I wear yeah. a a double-breasted coat <laughs> and I'm short-waisted. I don't know what I, what I was going <laughs> to do, but. So, but it was, but it was funny because when I said this to her over and over again, she really was like her response really was of shock. Like, like she she acknowledged and recognized that I was right. Like, right. you can't break these rules. You can wear white pants. You can wear white pants in the middle of the winter. Yeah. You can do it's it. Okay, the world will not, you know, come to an end. But I think that it is in the rules that so many people like fashion, right? It's that it's a set of rules that if you like, like she was telling me that the thing she likes about it, about clothing and fashion and getting dressed up is that that's where she has control because she's read all the blogs and she knows that for her height and her weight, she wears these shoes, these kinds of pants, these tops, this scarf. She wears a long sweater. She does it this, she puts the scarf around her neck this way and she looks polished. So that is, so for her, that's her control. Right. And what Whereas I for me, it always uh, just feels so random. Like, like yeah. I feel like I open my closet every day and somebody's snuck in the middle of the night and put all new things in there that I don't know what goes with what and how do I wear it? And what shoes do I put on? And do you put a scarf on? Do you wear scarves in the summer? Uh, you know, like, you know, that trend where like started a couple of years ago of wearing a decorative scarf in the summertime. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw somebody wearing a scarf and boots in the summertime. I was like, you got to be kidding me, right? Yeah. But but now I see it. I think nothing of it. And I try very hard to not get sun on my skin at all. And so a scarf is a great mm-hmm. accessory to keep the sun off your neck. Yeah. But so since, since it's almost time for me to go hop in the shower just, and wash my hair, what do I want to express today through my clothing at this job I just, thing? I just want to say real quick which, to yeah. what she said, because... I understand what she just said about in a world life, life, right? It's just so chaotic. And so, you, you know, you want to attach some rules to feel some structure, whatever, and we all do it, but it's just something painful to me about trying to assign rules to a body, to a person's body collectively as a, as one society. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I reject it so violently because it has felt violent to me for somebody right, to right. say that they know my body and that because of its height and its weight, it should fit into these categories and, 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 and that my, cho- my opinions don't matter. 
too bad if you like polka dots, you were never, or too bad if you like horizontal stripes, you are never allowed to do that unless you want to go under massive transformation of your body. Those are the options. Change my body so I can fit what you said is acceptable or follow your rules and be limited to what I can do to express myself because, because why? Because you've made those rules. So I feel like what she said, I would turn it around and say, right. So what you really are saying is everyone to feel grounded and to feel less chaotic, you should develop a set of rules that you go by right? and don't let other people change them for you and say, this is how I keep myself feeling like there's some order. That's not the problem. The problem is when you let other people decide what the rules are that you should follow. Or you try to make, you know, so this friend of mine and, and you you try to make people bet. She's, she's, she's probably five foot 11. Uh Right. And so for her, it's, I, I would say to her, you walk through life five foot two for a couple of months and see how fun it is to buy clothes when you're five foot two and so just, just she, being, a, she has height privilege. She has tall privilege. She has oh, tall right. privilege. But I think, yeah, so I think just to say what, just to repeat what you said, because that's just what I tend to do. Um, it's okay to have your own rules, but it's when yeah. you start talking about it and assuming that other people have to follow your rules, you can make someone feel terrible. You can. Because you want to know something? I'm going to answer the question I asked you. Like, what what do I wear where I really yes. feel happy, relaxed, and I feel like it, the, the clothing expresses who I am yes. to the core is when I have on my work clothes, my outdoor farming work clothes. Oh, when I've yes. got on a hat and gloves and an old flannel shirt over a yes. T-shirt and some ripped up jeans and my boots. Yeah. That's me. Because you... That's you know you're about right. to get into the work that you love. Right. And that's and I'm happy outside and yeah. that's me. So that's why going to this meeting with that's going to be inside. It yeah. doesn't really I mean I'm a good teacher, but it's like I feel like my skill set these days is more about outdoor stuff, not inside stuff that it freaks me out. I don't know what the uniform is anymore for this. So I have what, a quick suggestion. Yes. And then we're going to let you go, but my quick suggestion is go and find something in your wardrobe that like from before you know, as long as it's not too hot, you're not going to be burning up or whatever, but and put it on, just go backwards, wear something that you know is going to work and then go into this meeting. And this whole time from the moment you put it on to the meeting and afterwards going, coming home, feel yourself in it yeah, and, okay. and, and, and see and remind yourself or, or decide at this moment, what parts of it you can't stand and what parts you actually, because I think you're going to come in the middle somewhere. I think you don't want to wear farm clothes to the job, but I don't think right. you want to wear the full outfit before. But the only way to know that, you are it's like you got a fresh person and you're going to put her, you know, fresh perspective. Yeah, you're going to yeah. put her in the old outfit and she's going to be very heightened. Do you know how they take food out of your diet so that yeah. when they put yeah, yeah, back yeah. in, you're sensitive like that? We're sensitive now. Let's be, let's, let's, let's judge the, judge it now. It's a very good time because you weren't in it. You stepped away from it. Right, put it back right. on and see, and you're going to be, I think your answers are going to come really quick. You're going to be like, oh yeah. Okay. I want to go flat shoes. These pants work. Right. I want to do right. short sleeve shirt. It's kind, or of like a, it's kind of like a reverse fuck it phase, right? Like yeah. I need to go back to what yeah. I used to wear when I was going to work. Fuck it. I don't have to represent who I am now and yeah. see that's a, that's very good. I will let next time I talk to you, I will update you and tell you how it okay. goes, but I got to go. I got to go primp now. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, we want to remind people. Oh yes, we please. Remind people, please. 
If you like this episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review and leave a comment. This is how we get up in the rating so more people can see us and more people can listen to us and more people can have these very important conversations and how we get more women out there with something else to talk about. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Are you ready to reclaim your energy from your beauty blocks once and for all? Download the beauty blocks energy tracker and get started today. Visit anonymousoul.com forward slash beauty blocks to get a better understanding of what beauty blocks are and how they are the number one thing holding you back from the life you really want. That's anonymousoul.com forward slash beauty blocks.